The second one is this. Your work is a blessing from God, not a burden to endure. Key point number two again. Your work is a blessing from God, not a burden to endure. Look back at verse two. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Now, that's a, that's a confusing passage. In fact, th- let me tell you what the verse is not saying because we can, uh, we can probably read that and go, wait a second, what, what, is it telling me not to get up early? Is it telling me not to work hard? No, no, no. It's not telling us not to get up early. It's not telling us that we shouldn't work hard. It's not even telling us that we shouldn't make sacrifices. It is this. It is a word of caution that we do not allow work to become our focus and that we become so focused on work that we forget why we're working to begin with. That our work doesn't become the bullseye, so to speak. That our work doesn't become, well, this is my purpose and my reason for existence is so that I can do these things, so that I can just work. No, 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 no. We work to provide necessities and nourishment for ourselves and for our families. Essentially, we work so that the purposes of God can be fulfilled in our life. That's why we work. Now, some of you might be saying, wait a second, isn't, isn't work, uh, isn't that part of the fall? I mean, isn't that why we, why we work? Isn't that part of the curse? No. Adam was actually expected to work before sin entered the world. God gave him work to do. Ask him, to, he was going to take care of the ground, to take care of the animals, to take care of all of those things. Work was already part of God's plan. So what is it that was affected? The curse did not, have, did not bring about work. The curse brought about difficulty in work. It brought about the sweat. It brought about it being a burden. It brought about it just being a hardship and a difficult thing to do. How do I know that? Well, one of the things that Adam did uh, was he was to take care of the ground. But you know what? In his, if you've ever done gardening, you would appreciate this. When his, his gardening, he never had to worry about weeds. He didn't have to worry about thorns. You know why? The thorns and the weeds came because of the curse. And you know what that did? That made the working harder. It made, it, it made the working harder. Working is not the problem. The working is when it becomes the goal or when working becomes our focus and we forget that the reason we are to work is so that we can fulfill the purposes of God. Now, you might be thinking, well, I'm not a preacher though, or I work at an industry, or I work at a factory, or I have an office job, or I work in a public school, or I work for the government, or I work wherever it might be. No, 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 listen, it doesn't matter. Wherever you work, you work there to fulfill the purposes of God in your life. Whatever, wherever that might be. Now, you might look at uh, the role of a pastor. Yeah, that might be an easy one to understand. But even your role, no matter where it is, no matter if it's a a grocery clerk or a, a waitress or an office job or whatever it might be, that work that you are doing is for the purpose of fulfilling God's plan and purposes in your life. The work is not the curse. But when we get up in the morning and work is on our mind, and we work all day, work all day, work all day, and we work all night, and all we do is work, and we forget the purposes of God in our life, then that's when we've messed up on Psalm 127. And he's, he's cautioning us, look, don't, don't just get up early and work hard and do all of these things and forget that you are called to accomplish the purposes of God in your life. 
If work has become a burden to you, and you're missing out on the refreshment that God desires, then maybe just a shift of focus. Maybe it's to recognize that your work is there so that you can fulfill the purposes of God in your life. But hear me on this. This was a lesson I learned when I was 20, maybe 21. And um, this was a tough one. I had a, a pastor friend of mine that shared 1 Timothy 5.8 with me. And uh, I, was, I was one of those who was young in ministry, and, and I was so focused on um, just doing ministry that I was, I was at the point of neglecting my wife and family, even as, as a young 20-something. And a pastor friend of mine shared this with me. He said, 1 Timothy 5, 8, listen to this. But if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Boy, the scriptures are not saying that you shouldn't work. The scriptures are saying you should work. And not only should you work, if you don't work and you don't provide for your family, and you know what? You may, as well, you may as well have denied the faith. You're worse than someone who doesn't even believe in Christ. Because you're not even providing, you're not even recognizing that your work is so that you can fulfill the purposes of God in your life. And I was so busy at 20 and 21 doing ministry that I was neglecting taking care of my own family. And I had a pastor friend call me out on it and say, listen, just because you're busy doing ministry doesn't mean that you're doing the will of God. I had to back up and recognize that God has given us opportunities to, to work and it's for the purpose of fulfilling God's plans, God's purpose in our life. When we, when we begin to see our work as a means to accomplish God's will, God's purposes in our life, then the result is going to be nourishment for our life and our soul. We will no longer be, uh, view work as that, as that burdensome thing that we just have to do. No, 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 no. It's giving us the opportunity to fulfill God's purposes in our lives. The result is nourishment for our soul, and we can do what? We can enjoy the bread and not eat bread of sorrow because we are getting the refreshment that we need. If you look closely, look at the last part of that verse. For so he gives his beloved sleep. Here's the general idea of that. We will get tired in God's word, but we do not get tired of God's work. We're gonna get tired in God's work, but we're not going to get tired of God's work. There are times that someone will ask me, and every now and then people say, gosh, I just don't know how you do it. Just ministry seems exhausting. And all that, you, all that you do as a pastor, listen, there are times I am exhausted in the work of ministry, but I never get tired of the work of ministry. But why? Because I recognize that the work that I do is a means of God accomplishing his purposes through my life, and because I view it that way and understand it that way, then he gives us the refreshment we need, for so he gives his beloved sleep. He gives his beloved the rest that we need.